Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Coming up on TMS, there are two things you need to make it in the topless gig economy. New trigger. Who dis? Dump a load on Annie. <laughs> Squirrely roundhouse shenanigans. Never grant an interview. Kelp, kelp, it's happening. It's not being topless that's the problem. It's the cleaning. Come on down to Hitler's Honeysuckles. Tips for nips. Is there a show tomorrow? Because I like really wanted to know. I don't believe in ghosts shout out to the tailor whenever i look at my package i check the stream punished clocks with bill spinning yarns with bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream oddly enough mrs kennicott i am a moralist a vanishing species i hate it, it smells and it's got hairs on it <laughs> The Morning Stream. She's a breath of fresh ass. Good morning. Welcome to TMS. It is Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello. Welcome to the Morning Stream, you bunch of weirdos. Well, that's weird you did that because last night I watched the thing where somebody kept doing the count. What show? Oh, was I really? Watching? Doing the Sesame Street count? Yeah, it's just. It I was just kind of that. emulating that Seinfeld episode with the talking belly button. Hello. No, 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 no. Also saw that recently. Kind of all my worlds yeah. coming to collide in here. Wow. See who who has a camera installed somewhere secretly in your house? Exactly. Who knew? Hidden in the Batman resin sculpture. <laughs> just pointing. <laughs> Uh, we hope you're all well. It's a Tuesday. We got all kinds of stuff lined up today. So, you know, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. Yes. I'm, take a load off. Yeah, take a load off, whatever that all meant. What did that mean back in the day when you said take like, a load off? Put your off. feet up. Take a load off. Like you're 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 taking the load off of your feet of your body above it. Is that the load they mean? Take that load uh, off? It might, or it mean, might mean, uh, you know, you're carrying a heavy pack. Take a load off to sit your pack down. Oh, right, right. Okay, so you got a big old backpack on. You're like, ah, oh, okay, I got to yeah. remove this. 
and take that load yeah. off. Okay, all right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, maybe we should analyze the lyrics of uh, The Weight by the band because they say, take a load off Annie, take a load for free, take a load off Annie, and you put the load right on me. Mm. I think they're talking about pooping on other people. Oh. I think they're talking about a Cleveland steamer, wow. Scott. Wow, boy, you guys you guys with your... your, uh, your uh, sp- <laughs> I'm going I'm to get on Twitter and talk about how that band promotes Cleveland steamers. I think we found Brian's kryptonite. We need to make we need to we need to give lyrics a harder time for bands or artists he really it's not, likes. It's less my kryptonite, apparently more my trigger. We were talking about triggers. I didn't even know. Like, yeah. We go back to that episode with Wendy. I maybe need to re-listen. Yeah, we'll get to her Thursday and say, Wendy, new trigger. Who dis? <laughs> anyway, uh, it's good to see you all. And if you missed our pre-show today, you heard uh, us play this incredibly cringy Hugh Grant uh, red carpet interview. <laughs> I, you know, people are giving him a lot of shit for it. People are giving really? him shit, saying he's not a he's not a very good sport about anything, or he's just cranky, and they're all mad at him. I don't. I think you know what? That's my whole attitude toward life right yeah. now. I don't want to play yeah. your game and go. Well, yeah. the glitzy glamour of Hollywood is why I'm here, and you know, let me tell exactly. you, like, who cares? Oh, who, are you, who are you here to see tonight? Oh, you know, I'm really, really excited to see uh, Angela Bassett and um, Michelle Williams and uh, <laughs> Williams, Williams. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? Good for him. I'm sure that that he was walking by. He probably even said, "Oh no, 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 that's all right. I, I, I don't have time." But you know, if he would have been like, "Oh no, thank you," and walk and kept walking, then it would have been like, "Oh, Hugh Grant snubbed us at the Oscars red carpet." Oh, Hugh Grant's the worst. Yeah, I hate that. I say, good for him. He's awesome. And uh, just say what you're gonna say. If you got something to say, exactly. just say it. And then don't exactly. if you don't. And it's okay. And we we can sit here and spin. You know, all uh, around on our thumbs all all day trying to understand what you meant. When really you're just there. You got tickets. You're hanging out. You'll probably see some friends. You'll get on a plane. You'll be back in London before you know it. It'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So everyone, just chill. Uh, I got a. We got a big question. We got to hammer on today. Ooh. All right. Hit me. Hit me with your question. Win Magus in our chat room and uh, community at large sent this message in. He says, "Oh, here's a fun idea." Frog Pants and Coverville. I agree that a lot of supernatural stuff is bullshit. But there are supernatural... Or sorry. But are there supernatural things you actually believe in? Hmm. So like, you know, anything. Ghosts. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot. All that stuff. Uh, any of the cryptid stuff. Um, uh, aliens. Uh, uh, what else is... I mean, supernatural. Does that include luck? aliens? Luck. Eh, I don't know about luck. I don't think luck's supernatural, right? No. No. Because supernatural is like it's not natural, Scott. <laughs> luck. I mean, luck's natural. I guess it's not. It's it's uh, yeah. What's the? There's a different term for believing in that sort. Superstition. Oh, superstition. superstition is totally different thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Supernatural. Superstition's like, hey, if I blow on these dice, it's going to roll better. Yeah, exactly. Supernatural would be for, if you, you say. Thank you for mansplaining superstition to me. Right. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's for the audience' sake. But then, oh, okay. if, but right. if you blow on the dice, and then uh. Let's see. A four, <laughs> if a f- you have a ghost blow on the dice, yeah, then, luck, then supernatural. That's both superstition and supernatural. Exactly. So that's supernatural so, stition. So do you? So let's answer the question. Do you have? Yeah. Do you have anything where you're like, oh yeah, the ghosts totally exist, or some equivalent to that? Like, I, I am Mister Super Skeptic when it comes to that. I say I'll. I'm open minded. If you show me proof, I'll believe it. Now, Tina totally believes that sort of thing she uh 
she when her her grandfather passed away she had there was like a christmas ornament that was his that uh um that moved for no reason on the christmas tree like started swinging like like a gust of wind just blew that instrument mm. um uh and she and so she totally believes in spirits and the you know uh well maybe not totally believes but she kind of believes that there could be a uh, an afterlife or a you know a, a ghostly apparition you okay. can come back and do that sort of thing all right so i'm kind of um, with you this is maybe boring this is a boring answer because i don't i i the reason i don't believe in ghosts or supernatural occurrences pretty much of any kind mm-hmm. is because there's no sufficient evidence of such a thing mm-hmm. and when there's sufficient evidence for a thing then you have me but someone just yelling about it or saying it happened to them or uh, writing a book that they did this thing or saw this alien or did whatever is not proof. Uh, I need more than that. So for me, mm-hmm. for me, that always comes down to that. You could say, yeah. uh, well, yeah. I, you know, last night the my aunt visited me. Cool. Record it next time or something like, yeah, right. uh, you know, I just don't buy it. And, it, and it's not, look, I don't want people out there, this is the one thing I wanted to make sure about this with this question. If there's somebody out there that believes 15 ghosts visited them last night and had tea with them or something, ha- have at it. I, yeah. I'm not here to, I'm not Whatever. here to, I'm not ripping on you or saying you're stupid or saying you're wrong or saying you're lying or any of that. You do you, you be you. All I can say is I, there's, there's never been any evidence based proof of any of those things. And when mm-hmm. there when there is, let me know. And mm-hmm. it can't be Photoshop, and it can't be AI generated, and it can't be utter bullshit. I need to, I need real, like, real evidence. And then maybe we'll talk. And yeah. I say this knowing I got I have friends and family who listen to the show. I have one family member <laughs> in particular who who one hundred percent believes in ghosts. Like mm-hmm. would tell would sit down and give you a four hundred mile uh, page long thing about why ghosts are real and how we should all respect ghosts. And uh, and that's fine. He can have yeah. it. It's his I, to have. I am. I believe that you believe it. I'm glad you believe it, and I I support your right to believe it. And I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't believe it. I'm just going to tell you that I don't believe it. Yeah, I just don't believe it. <laughs> and when people get mad that you don't believe it, then then I question their belief because if you if you believe it, you don't need me to verify it. Right, like if right. you if you were if you're fully a hundred percent in on this idea that last night the ghost of Hitler came to you and said I've repented and uh, started a uh, the flower shop in, in hell or something or whatever mm-hmm. whatever your story is, mm-hmm. if you tell me that with a straight face, and I say I don't believe it, that should not harm your belief. Right. You should still believe it if you want, but I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't. Sorry. And there's not enough take, to tell me, you know? It's going to take, uh, like, basically, here, here's what I visualize that it's going to take for me to believe it. And for whatever reason, I visualize this as a totally 50s-looking contraption in a scientist's lab that is this big metal box, human-sized metal box with a uh, a window in the front of it and, um, and a bunch of scientists standing around with clipboards and, you know, stroking their chins and looking at it. And inside it is like this hazy uh ghost with his hands on the glass kind of like looking back out at him like oh crap you caught me that that's what i need and it needs to look like the 50s and it needs to have a bunch of guys in lab coats with old aviator looking uh glass not aviator glasses uh horn rim glasses and clipboards and that's it that's what it's gonna take you know aviators is pretty cool but that i don't know it feels like it predates that or postdates well the aviator glasses are are sunglasses aren't they are there are there 
seeing glasses that are called. I don't know. I guess you well. could get them. You could probably get them done. But that's see, there was no way they do that in the fifties. Fifties didn't no, have no. prescription aviators. So Brian's right. Uh, basically, Fallout is what you're describing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that is that what I'm visualizing it from? Is there like a scene in Fallout that kind of looks like? that? I mean, Fallout is basically the fifties. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the fifties as if then the the bombs are all set off and everything exploded in the fifties instead right. of today. But then in the fifties, you had helper robots and like you know, it's like a super world of tomorrow today kind of mm-hmm. kind of life mm-hmm. yeah i do love that whole motif i'm a big i do too that. i wish that the uh i still wish i know they're gonna do the fantastic four intro in a different way but i sure would love it if it was johnny quest looking 50s era science what do you, you think know? it would take for them to do that like i don't know well we've Is, got the multiverse right and yeah. and they they were it was a brilliant way to basically say we can introduce any team we want and not have to explain why they weren't here for the Thanos snap and didn't help out. You know, they were in a different universe that sure. uh, uh, that didn't have the same problem. And now they've come over because Doctor Strange has opened everything up. So they could potentially have a, a 50s looking Fantastic Four movie that simultaneously takes place, you know, takes place in the same, in a different universe, but in a, in a, uh, 60 years ago time frame or 70 years ago time frame and so it's 1953 Reed Richards is figuring this stuff out he latches into the multiverse he comes over into uh, universe 616 and uh, Bob's your uncle I'd be into it Yeah, I'd be into that I like that a yeah. lot I like that and a brings lot brings Annihilus with him and oh crap problems are coming along mm-hmm. yeah and I just I don't know I'm just kind of not tired of but I'm just it's just too easy to say Oh, here's here. Here are these four doing their thing, and they're just, they're here too at the same time, and yeah, and now they're here. It's, like I, I'd rather have them cross over like that for some reason. It's like too, that. you know, it's too hard to explain MCU stuff for teams that have been like, and and the Eternals had this problem. They had to figure out a way to explain why the Eternals did nothing during the whole snap. Mm-hmm. You know what? What did the Eternals do during that time? Well, we're not allowed to interfere with uh, with the lives of humans. Oh, unless mm-hmm. it's these specific aliens, then we can get involved and stop them. But no, no, no. If it's a it's a big uh, crazy Titan, uh, sorry, we can't do anything. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. Titan, Titan too sad, as, as we always say. That's right. Exactly. It's a little bit speaking, like when they... By the way, oh, yeah. speaking of Thanos, oh my God. So, you know, I, I subscribe to uh, one of my patrons that I follow, or Patreons that I follow, yeah. is uh, a, a 3D artist named Wicked 3D. And this guy, um, I have the uh, the Bruce Willis over in the other room, but he does these amazing um, 3D models. I'm going to try and pull up his Thanos, which is brand new. Oh, cool! Coming out this week. And this isn't that weird one I saw bent over, is it? It definitely is not. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm just making sure because I saw some Thanos it. stuff that I was like, oh, please tell me that's not what Brian's talking about. I think this is it. I'm going to put it in our chat. No, it's a different one, but this, but this is, this is almost just as good. Uh, it's also reversed. The um, Infinity Gauntlet should be on his other hand, but um, uh, if you take a look at the one I just put in our chat, there it is. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Jeez, he, this guy is amazing. Absolutely look at that, you amazing. Guys. Um, we'll put a link on uh, um, in the Discord so people can see. 
Um, Freaking gorgeous. The, the listeners can see. So that's that's the movie. That's the difference, right? That's the movie Thanos. Here is the new model. This is one I'm absolutely printing. I'm putting it in our in our chat as well. All right. It's taking say it's there six it megabytes, so it's taking. Oh, look more. at that, dude! How gorgeous is that? And that's yeah. comic book Thanos, and uh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, why wouldn't you print that? Of course, you're going to print that. I'm going to print the heck out of that. I mean, it's going to go in a pile of oh, Brad printed it. Now he needs to paint it, but uh, yeah, but soon. Look at that, dude! Man, that Thanos is ripped. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's uh he's a hundred percent ripped, not fifty percent, hundred percent. No, no, ripped. no. He is a hundred percent ripped. Yeah. I mean, even his his rip has rips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rippy McRip ripped. He's, he's plenty. He's lots of rips. For uh, aficionados of the three D print and the audience, uh, let's see, patreon.com slash three D wicked. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, 3D Wicked. Yeah. Right. This guy is amazing. Yeah, uh, this stuff's beautiful. Wow. He's got the whole Black Order coming. Uh, some of it's already been done, and he releases four to six models per month. And uh, and there, the, he prints out so much stuff, it's like, I want to print all this, but I just don't have the time to yeah. to, to do it. That's awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very impressed. Uh, all right. We also got this. Uh, Scott, OMG, I'm just catching up on this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and there's a sketch where somebody accidentally bakes ashes into brownies and feeds them to people at a funeral. You writing for RuPaul now or what? So I watched the scene. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is that the people making the brownies would know they did it. Yeah, and that's the true. Old- yeah, the people making the brownies in this case don't. Yeah, they, they- and in the retirement yeah. community that eats them, it's not the same as a funeral, but... The retirement community that eats my brownies will be the ones that are none the wiser. They're never sure. going to know that they just ate my <laughs> ate my ashes. So you, so it's close. It's not quite there, but it's close. Yeah. The yeah. ashes and brownies part, totally correct. The scenario around it, there's a lot more clandestine <laughs> bullshit going on. And right. boy, you know, I love me some RuPaul, and I have zero problem with, with uh, drag performances. I've gone to see quite a few live shows, but boy, is that that comedy clip cringe. Yeah, it it's is, hard uh, to watch. It's really hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. I and I think they're it. playing up the the you know the bad acting and the you know the eighties style three camera sitcom kind of thing, but boy. <laughs> I didn't know they were doing is that a thing on the show they compete to make sketches or skits? I have no idea. I haven't I've I watched the first season or part of the first season and uh this is something new that I've never seen them do, little skits and, and things like that. Usually it's you know, uh, music and and uh, uh, do your best impersonation of this or this kind of person or yeah yeah I thought it was like that like here I'm going to come out and sing uh, some song from I some... will survive by Glory Gaynor yeah. yeah and then here and you get judged on your makeup and your hair and your you know your outfit right. and whatnot right <clears throat> but I've never seen an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race so I don't know that one just never came our across audience, my. Uh, have yes oh i assume so yeah it's a popular show right that's a big one very popular show it's frequently gets uh, the emmy for best um reality competition yeah see that's good good job rupaul you Mm -hmm. you did it uh (laughs) now so bummed i know half have a season of that show and i never saw one car how can they call it a drag race yeah it's not a drag race yeah what's the deal 
I know what a car, listen, listen, I've seen cars race before. I know how that's supposed to work. Yeah, we'll get to, uh, you are going to have drag racing and your drag race uh, reality competition. <laughs> if you're saying Jeff Goldblum's going to judge the season, then I'll tune in. I'll oh, I'll tune in for that. Show. Yeah, that'd be no problem. Right. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Wait, that's, uh, no, that is him. Yeah, it's him. I was thinking of Tom Hanks for some reason. Why? Oh, it's very sparkly. Oh, I'm thinking of his uh, the money pit when he's laughing. I was thinking oh, of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to hear now. Anyway, there you have it. That's our uh, top of the yeah. show discussion. How about a little bit of this? Time for the news, and it's brought to you by... FTS MTG and our pal Nate. Check out his rad YouTube channel, Great Magic the Gathering discussion, as well as great reviews and tips. Check it out at youtube.com slash FDS MTG. Is it FTS or FDS? FDS. FDS. Okay. I yeah. don't know what FDS. Why does it say FTS in the first part, though? I don't know. Because I actually copied his channel. Let me just copy sure. and paste it. Pasted it from. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a, I just put a T where there was none. It's FDS. FD. Gotta FDS. Put, what yeah. is FDS? I know MTG, of course, Magic the Gathering. I don't know FDS? what that is. Um, let's see here if it says on his channel. It says, uh, let's see, you're a collector of Magic Gathering and other TCG CCGs. Mm-hmm. Um, Feminine deodorant spray. That's it. What it oh, here it is. Yeah. He literally says, what does FDS stand for? It's in a paragraph lower. It says, I hear you ask. Well, originally stood for fat dad scoops. Because of an old running go- joke I had with my buddy. I decided to drop the self-deprecating humor and just go with FDS. So it could stand for Fun Dad Scoops or Fabulous Dad Slaps. Gotcha. Okay, so it's really, it's just his mm-hmm. his uh, initialism for something for him. Like, it's not related to, it's not a uh, uh, an industry standard acronym for something or initialism right. for something. Right. He goes on down here okay. to say, Foreboding Dovin Spies. Ooh. Mm. How about first okay. date stacks? Mm. Mm. These are all his. He has them in this list. Here. Yeah, 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 sure. But anyway, it's a cool channel. Check it out. He's cool. in our community. Good guy. Uh, let's talk about NASA. They are, uh, I always like to have at least one science story that, before Bobby comes on. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> only right. Hopefully I didn't steal this from him. But anyway, they're monitoring an asteroid that could collide with the Earth on Valentine's Day in 2046. Oh, no. Woo. I'm trying to think. 23 years to prepare for this, folks. Yeah, 23 years. Get out there. Get ready because it's happening. Out of the millions of asteroids in our solar system, a very small fraction of known potentially uh, that would impact Earth. But scientists found a new one just two weeks ago that so far seems to pose one of the greater risks of all of them. The asteroid known as 2023DW uh, was the only... uh, Dang, Willie. (laughs) uh, Was only discovered on February 26th, according to the European Space Agency, is now being added to the agency's risk list catalog of space objects that could potentially have some kind of impact on Earth, uh, which... uh, And and because of what scientists have seen so far, it's ranking on the list currently as number one. Ooh. Uh, But don't worry, that doesn't mean catastrophic event is imminent. Uh, let's see. They have a Torino scale ranking of one, meaning that it's currently predicted to pose no unusual level of danger, according to the scale. Researchers believe that it is about a 50 meter in diameter uh, rock, about the okay. length of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. That was there to help the Americans, that last Sure, part. yes, we love that. Yeah, because we've all seen Olympic-sized swimming pools. Yeah, 
Somebody somewhere <laughs> saw a headline that said, an asteroid the size of 14 alligators is heading towards something, something. <laughs> I'm like, really? We're measuring with alligators? With alligator, you know, the alligator scale. Sure, yeah. So weird. It says the size is, uh, uh, sees size uncertainty could be large. I'm not sure what that means. I guess they just don't know for sure mm-hmm. how big it is. Mm-hmm. Current calculations show the chance of collision is extremely unlikely with no cause for public attention or public concern, according to that ranking. Um, they All of the other ones have a ranking of zero, though. I love I love that it's like a binary system. I mean, it's it's either going to hit the earth or not, right? Zero, yeah. one, on or off. Yeah. Pregnant or not pregnant. There's no no half measures. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the chance of it hitting earth, they say, is one in 607 is the current uh, rate. Ooh, that... that- I don't like those. Never tell me the odds. Scott. Yeah, I don't, I don't think like those, those are odds. those aren't good odds. I mean, they're good. No. They're how do I put this? They're fine odds if you're like um, the chance and I'm going to meet a girl at this bar tonight are one in six hundred and seven. That's fine. That's a yeah. fine odd. Oh, ha- have your odds. My March Madness bracket's going to do well. You've got a one in six hundred and seven chance of winning. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. I'll take that. You're sure. like, hey, how about one in six hundred and seven chance the world will be annihilated by a giant <laughs> space rock? That suddenly seems right. like not such a high number. Right. Anyway, yeah, I kind of want uh, if we if we find out that it's you know that number keeps going down the the uh, one in eight chance or one in six chance. Is there a way you know we can't send Bruce Willis up there to to blow up the asteroid, but maybe can we do something to speed up the Earth so we can control which country gets hit? Oh, that's by, a great idea. Uh, Just shift it into yeah. gear right as it's about to hit. It's like oh, we're a little off. Uh, hit the gas. Now exactly. it's over. Like, and oh, get some rockets that uh, can move the you know, rotate the a little bit faster. Let's yeah. aim it right at. Blank. Yeah, blank. Because <laughs> we're not going to say, because we don't want any heat for what we say, you know? I could and say Mar-a-Lago right over. probably could use a new Olympic-sized swimming pool, couldn't they? <laughs> Have a nice Olympic-sized swimming pool for Mar-a-Lago. Can we, can we limit the damage of the impacts zone to <laughs> one single piece of Trump-owned property? Would that be okay? <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Look forward to Valentine's Day 2046, everybody. Yeah. Get your uh, Hallmark card's ready. You know, it's weird. All I think about is you take whatever number and you add it to 2,000. That's how old Nick is. So Nick is, well, he's not mm. 2,046, but he's he'll be 46 years old that He'll year. be 46 in 2046. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Just a, yeah. If, it's a weird way of being reminded how old your son will be when things happen. It makes things really, really easy. I envy the people who got married in 2000 because it's so easy to keep track of how long. How long have you guys been married? Oh, 23 years. 23 years. Like, insta- boom. Yep. Instantly know that answer. Yeah. You ask me, it's like... Uh, 31, <laughs> 31 years. Yeah. yeah, we have to like dink with it so, yeah. that we, so that we sound like we know what we're talking about. But what you do is you get married on January 1st, 2000. Mm-hmm. You're set for the rest of your life. You're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Goats. On to goats Go now. Yep. Greatest of all time. Yeah, the greatest animals of all time. Uh, they're now running loose in San Francisco and nobody knows where they came from. <laughs> oh boy just a just a loose goat herd a lonely yep. goat herd basically. several goats i don't know what is it is it a herd what is a what is a group of goats do you want to know um i'm gonna say i'm gonna find out a uh what is it called um group of goats group of is goats called a i have no idea it's probably a herd right uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It is a herd. Yeah, group of goats okay. is a herd. That's boring. So herd, you can also say tribe, trip, or flock. I like trip. trip it's a trip of, of goats, man. A trip of goats. I'm totally having a trip of goats. <laughs> <laughs> 
What happened in herd San Francisco? Herd is boring. Yeah, herd is boring. Everyone's a herd. That's lame. Yeah. Uh, several goats were seen learning loose in San Francisco on Wednesday. No one seems to know where they came from. Uh, from a video posted on Reddit on Wednesday afternoon, shows at least four goats, which is probably a herd. It's enough to be a herd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running through the South Beach neighborhood near Rickon Hill Dog Park, uh, as several onlookers try very unsuccessfully, I might add, to corral them. Uh, at the end of the video, the goats run off into the distance. They never were able to get them. Uh, spokesman for the San Francisco Animal Care and Control told SFGate that the uh, uh, that a call was received at 3:49 p.m. Wednesday about a gray goat running in traffic. Call I've reported. Seen the video of that. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's pretty great. They're all running around <laughs> like idiots. It's fantastic. Yeah. Caller reported they didn't know where the goat went after civilians chased it away. It's a really weird one, says Genevieve Church, mm. uh, executive director of City Grazing, a nonprofit that rents out herds of goats to graze on properties throughout the Bay Area. Well, maybe it's one of your goats. Could be. Yeah. Have you, have you counted your goats? Go count your goats. You might you fall, fall asleep. asleep when you count goats, or is it just sheep? Just, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. You would think yeah. that either one would work. One of know. the goats was reported as saying, the ones that always go up in the face. Yeah. And the ones that faint, I love them. I love goats. Oh, the fainting goats are the best. And those eyes, what's with those eyes with the square pupils and the whatnot? Yeah, that's not right. It's not right. No, it's not right. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's see. At this point, uh, the only thing we know that it wasn't ours, she claims. Yeah. But it really is odd because they aren't that many grazing goat companies that work in San Francisco, she says. I've never heard of grazing goat companies. Yeah, we have them in Colorado, and you you hire them basically. If you've got a really big plot of land, they'll they'll just sit there. You just basically fence it off in sections, keep them in this area. They eat the grass in that area. Then you move them into another section. They eat the grass in that area. There's um, one right on the bike path a, a half a quarter mile from my house. Really? And they mm-hmm. just... They just they just keep shifting. Yeah, they just keep moving the. They have one big area, and they just keep like re, uh, quicksing the uh the fence so that they keep the the goats in a uh, specific area. Wow. You like my use of the uh, reference to the video game Quicks? I like that Quicks. Uh, yes. I'm trying to think of the last time I put a quarter in Quicks, and it's been <sighs> like 40 years. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But Quicks was great, dude. That was a great game. I'm ready for a new version of Quicks. And the only way you can play that thing is, uh, I well, I guess it was joystick. I feel like, would trackball have been good for Quicks? Maybe not, because mm. you need straight lines and stuff. Yeah. you could. It could be assistive, though, and like create those lines with a ball, yeah. like, like you could with a mouse, mouse or something. Yeah. Keyboard and mouse would be great. There's probably some Quicks equivalent now, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Somebody's got a Quicks out there. It's a mobile game. Who knows? Oh, good, good point. Uh, anyway, good luck with your goats, San Francisco. You got enough problems in that city. Let's find some goats. How about get that fixed? And then all <laughs> everything else will take care of itself, I'm sure. Here's a story about a giant blob. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we can win Megas. Here's your supernatural event. Not really. <laughs> uh, it's not a blob you fight. A giant blob of seaweed, twice the width of the U.S. Okay. Of the entire oh, United States continent plus Hawaii and Alaska, okay, mm-hmm. is taking aim at Florida. It's a giant seaweed bloom. It's so large, you can see it from space. Uh, wow. I know what... I, hey, I got some goats that might take care of your problem, I think. Are, are, you, are we sure that it's the width of the U.S., including Alaska and Hawaii? I'm guessing it's just the continental Oh, US. maybe it's just continental. It doesn't say. <laughs> I, I mean, believe it's still huge. That's huge enough, but... Yeah. 
It's big yeah. enough, but it maybe doesn't include the islands and the uh, mm-hmm. whatever we call Alaska these days. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is uh, headed toward the Gulf Coast or the Florida Gulf Coast. The Sargn- uh, sorry, Sargassum bl- Bloom. Sargassum Bloom. Sargassum Bloom. Sargassum Sea, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Around 5,000 miles wide, is twice, twice the width of the United States, is believed to be the largest in history. Drifting between the Atlantic coast of Africa and the Gulf of Mexico, the thick mat of algae can provide a habitat for marine life and absorb carbon dioxide. Well, it seems like a good thing then. Maybe we shouldn't mess with it. Uh, The giant blue could have disastrous consequences as it gets closer to shore. Coral, for instance, can be deprived of sunlight as the seaweed decomposes and uh, can release hydrogen sulfide, negatively impacting the air and the water, causing respiratory problems for people in the surrounding area. Well, we can't have that. No. Feels like we shouldn't destroy it, but maybe we should figure out a way to just split it up. Just break it up into smaller little uh, seaweed islands. It says here... uh, Feed it to goats. Exactly. Brian LaPointe a research professor in the Florida Atlantic University Harbor Branch Oceanic Institute told NBC News the following, what we are seeing in the satellite imagery does not bode well for a clean beach year. Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, just basically saying uh, uh, you're not going to be able to hang out on our beaches because of uh, the big seaweed island that's coming towards you. Big big algae, algae mat. Algae mat. <laughs> Algae, algae mat. It sounds worse to call it that, doesn't it? An it algae does, mat. Yeah. Ooh, algae mat. Ugh. Well, anyway, it sounds like uh, things are a little bit weird. Uh, this Brian Barnes fellow from uh, let's oh. see, he's an assistant research professor. They got the, all the Brian's involved, by the way. So many Brian's. Can you believe yes. it? I mean, they said, yeah. "Look, here's a giant. It's an island of seaweed. Who do we call all the Brian's?" Was the they answer. They reached out to me, and I'm, I said, "No comment." I yeah. said, "I'm wearing a suit." That's you had all. too much going on. Too other, much going on. Yeah, I'm wearing a suit. Who gave? I'm who made it? My tailor. My tailor. I don't know. Oh, shout out to the tailor. <laughs> she didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> That's so great. She didn't know what to do. And part of me feels bad. And then part of me is like, yeah, don't. The way you people interview people on that stupid red carpet, it's a horrible, mm-hmm. it's a horrible thing. It's awful. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And most people just comply and say, well, I'm just so happy to be here. And, uh, so Christian Dior made the suit. Oh, wow. Chris, great suit from Christian Dior. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Try to pretend you're not. Are you excited to see? Oh, I'm excited to see uh, uh, Olivia Munn. Oh, really? Okay. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's got dead eyes and we like to see yes, it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, anyway. They're worried about Florida, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Florida, whatever you may say about Florida and its you know perceived culture, they never catch a break on the natural disaster stuff. It's always they a really hurricane don't. or freaking yeah. this or some kind yeah. of high tide thing or you know something. Don't seem to be having problems with uh, earthquakes, mudslides, and wildfires. But uh, that's true. But, yeah, but hurricanes and and uh, you know giant. Blobs of seaweed. Yeah. And I guess Fair tornadoes. You guys get tornadoes in Florida, right? I think. I think they do. Uh, up up yeah, north. Probably. Probably yeah. yeah, probably closer to the near the base of the shaft. Mm-hmm. Sinkholes, sure. Yeah. Um <laughs> moving on to this final story here. Uh Tampa, Florida woman. Oh, we're in Florida. We're staying in Florida. Oh, more Florida. Okay, cool. Yeah, we never left. Tampa, Florida woman made three hundred dollars an hour as a topless maid. <laughs> that's good money i'm sure i'm sure she does and i'm sure she wears the requisite uh made outfit the black and white made outfit mm-hmm. yeah just without the top 
Right, uh, exactly. It says here, just another example of the gig economy, which I guess, you know, Lyft and all that stuff. You should be the topless Lyft driver, Brian. You should do that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm already, should. I already sometimes am the bottomless Lyft driver, so I'll do the uh, topless as well. Nice. I have a, I have a thing for you tomorrow, or sorry, Thursday, because there is no show tomorrow. Right. That is No spe- show tomorrow, just a reminder, everybody. Yep. I got a very specific Lyft thing for you. Oh, excellent. About. Yeah. Somebody sent yeah. it. I'm keeping it a secret until we have the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, another example of the gig economy, rather than deliver food or drive people around, Sammy, a, Tampi- a Tampa Bay, Florida woman, has discovered her talent. She's a topless maid. All right. That's her talent. talent. Now, <laughs> yeah, you, could argue, you can make an argument that I could be topless without much talent. Sure. I'm sure she's lovely and that this her her beauty her beauty oh, con- yeah. contributes to her success as a topless maid. Mm-hmm. But I don't think going topless takes that much talent. It's a talent that if, if if that's a talent everybody has that at least one talent. At least once a day you have that talent. Yes. Yeah. Like I took a shower this morning. I totally mm-hmm. had that talent for a hot. Yeah. Topless and bottomless too. So yeah, you're yeah. like doubly talented. Yeah, very super talented. It was gross yeah. how talented I was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, says now before you jump uh, into this career path, it's always good to know what to expect. Uh, she broke it down in some video. So here's the deal: five houses in one day. That's how many houses she cleans per day. Mm-hmm. Three hundred hours plus tips. Not three hundred hours. Three hundred dollars per hour plus tips. It's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a lawyer fee or something. It really is. Yes, exactly. Says the tips. um, It's the tips. I'm not sure I understand. This says this article. Some of the tips are more than an hourly rate. She must be good at cleaning houses to make sure nothing goes wrong. She employs a security guard who waits outside of her car or in her car. She breaks it all down for a daily take of about 1,430 bucks per day. So clean and uh, topless. It's news because it was on ESPN. SW, oh, Southwest Florida, ESP in Southwest Florida. Why is it sports news? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Doesn't make any but, sense. Uh, wow. So she's making, so some people are tipping her more than the $300 by mm-hmm. like giving her like a $400 tip on a $300 an hour. Is uh, Claire, Claire, are you new here? Why is this TMS news? Are you, are you new to the program? <laughs> we always take dumb stories like this. This is what we do. Exactly. Come on. This is Come the on. news. She knows. She's just trying to cause she's- trouble. Exactly. A little Spitfire, a little Irish Spitfire. Just because this is your week doesn't mean you get to do this sort of thing every day. All right? No. Okay, let me ask you this. Sure. As as someone who's augmenting his income with Lyft driving, <laughs> yes. would you, if there was a demand for it, would you topless yeah. clean houses for a living? Would you do that? No. Okay. Uh, and it's less about the topless and it's more about the cleaning houses. Mm. Kind of me yeah. too. I don't care so yeah. much about the the topless. I would. I don't Tina, want. Tina pretty much could answer that question. Yeah, maybe you ought to start with this house. <laughs> maybe start with your own bathroom. Yeah. Oh, you want to clean houses topless? How about you wear a bunch of shirts and clean this one? Yeah. Oh, someone found her Instagram page. Hold on. Curiosity oh. wins. Hold on. I got recline. I won't show it oh. to the chat because it's a little. Oh, she's lovely. Oh, she's yes. fine. Yeah. I mean, look at her. She, then she's sure, got the oh, money. Oh, my gosh. Geez. Well, she's definitely going to have to clean up all that birthday cake that she apparently sat on in yeah, that photo. That's uh, What happened there? That's less. I don't know. I guess that's a house that wanted to get dirtier. Okay. Please sit on this birthday cake. <laughs> Does she have a... Uh, let's see if her link tree has... Um, 
Yeah, she has a OnlyFans. What? No yeah. way! Yeah, I know. I can't look, Brian. I don't want to freak you out, but mm-hmm. Topless Maid has an OnlyFans. Wow. Um. All right. <laughs> this thing's loading funny. Let me get out of this. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I feel like I'm on it's the dark web. You're on now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on some dark web over here. Well, anyway, good luck to her and all her um, uh, money-making schemes. I'm sure it's going to all work out in the end. Uh, All right, Brian, uh, let's get out of here for a break. When we come back from this break, Bill Duran will join us. We'll talk a little bit about the world of makers and making things. Always fun to do that on Tuesday. Bobby, after that, with some science. All that and more, but we need music to do it. What do you got? Yeah, I love the description of this band. Nashville via Joshua Tree, Tree Trio. It's very hard to say. Nashville via Joshua Tree Trio plays classic melodic slash stoner slash desert rock with big alt rock hooks. Wow. Kind of accurate. This is a band called Karma Vulture uh, from a single that they've just released. It's awesome. It's a title track from their forthcoming album. It is called Something Better. Here is Karma Vulture.
What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following scenario is completely fictional. It is not based on any current Caldor S protection manager's performance. If you are a fan, we don't have to tell you that video games are taking this country by storm. This is The Morning Stream, a free-range solution to your morning routine. AI Fletcher's just not quite there yet. He's getting there. It's not quite there. Was that that was the that was the Scott Fletcher AI? That yeah, sounded pretty fake. good, but not quite. Not quite. Like if you're really listening, this is the morning stream, a free range solution to your morning routine. It doesn't quite get to the no, higher registry no. stuff that he does. You know? Yeah, because he'll do. This is the morning stream. <laughs> He's got a lot more range in his inflections. Well, we'll work on it. We'll keep training that machine. Brian, tell me once again who that musician was, please. Cheeseburger. Uh, that was the band Karma Vulture. Brand new album is coming out April 28th, 2023 via Bent Knee Records. Thanks, Bent Knee, for sending this. The album is called Something Better. That is the title track. It's track two on the album. Track one is Something Good. So track one, Something Good. Track two, Something Better. Nice. How about that? Nice. Uh, that again, Karma Vulture, if you want to check out their music. Let me ask you this question. Did you catch up on The Last of Us last night? Did I did. You? Watch The Last of Us. Okay. Yes. The Last Last of Us, as they call it. The Last Last of Us. So, the Last of the Last of Us. So it's, you know, got all this Salt Lake City setting stuff, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. the big thing on the internet the next day was how many people were positive that the giraffe was bad CGI. And it turns out the giraffe was not CGI at all. It was an actual giraffe. Was it really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I was wondering about that because uh, this isn't, don't worry, this is not, this is not spoilery. A giraffe is a giraffe, okay? Just a giraffe, yeah. They see a giraffe, you guys, giraffe. that's it. That's really all there is. But it, you know, the, the thing eats some leaves and chills out for a while. And I looked at it and thought, oh, that's a real giraffe. But I was Did surprised you, I, how many people thought, thought it was fake. That's an amazing looking CGI giraffe because I can't imagine that you can get a giraffe to... To, to eat out of your hand like that. If they, so if they were, I, I don't mean, know. you can. I have before. Sure. But, yeah. I don't know this for sure because I don't know where the filming location was, but if they filmed in SLC and they used Hogel Zoo's giraffes, mm-hmm. those things will let you feed them. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I think that's why, I think that's why I wasn't surprised that it wasn't, that it wasn't CG. I mean, you but can that, feed the giraffes in uh, in Denver, at the Denver Zoo too. I have video of Tina doing it. Yeah, yeah. So they're, you know, they're docile. They're nice. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're fighting each other. You ever seen that? You ever seen two fighting each other? I've never, no, but they like hit each other's oh, necks, right? Like they, yeah, dude. yeah, it's like, I think I have seen video of them fighting. It each other. is unbelievably, person, but it I've is seen, the freakiest thing to watch. It a really is, yeah. Giraffe fight. I'm going to find one real quick because we have a minute. Fight. Oh my gosh, if I could type giraffe, that'd be great. Yeah. Moose2271 says he thinks it was filmed in Calgary. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, they did, they used, they were really accurate as far as where they were positioned. Mm-hmm. Even the off ramp on the highway <laughs> totally nailed it. Like they nailed all that really? stuff. I, yeah. it, usually that, you know, in TV stuff, you're like, oh, they kind of fudge how far they are from something or that building doesn't look right or whatever. They nailed the SLC, everything. Mm-hmm. All of those buildings were right. They were in the right place. 
Um, so if they didn't film there, they took some time to make sure stuff was cool. Okay, here we go. This this is giraffes fighting chat room. It is not for the fa- oh man, look at this. They just they go. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like it's like watching uh, hand puppets fight. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, but the way I guess you have to think about it is how else are they going to do it? Sock puppets. Yeah. Because they got no other weapons. They got no other way to hit each other. You just no, gonna have to stand by each other and then just swing. <laughs> Watching uh, those things, those uh, inflatable uh, things they put in front of uh, used car dealers. <laughs> like watching those fight. What are those called? Those have a name. Can't think of it. Anyway, yeah. giraffe fighting. Look it up. Everyone at home who yeah. can't see this. Let's call Bill. All yeah. right. Yeah. I think it's Bill time. It's Bill time. Yeah. Let's get Bill in here. Let's pay our bills. Get it? Bills? Get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like his yeah, name. Yeah. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran joining us as he always does on Tuesdays. He's a master maker, makes props and all kinds of cool stuff at punishprops.com, and he joins us on Tuesdays to talk about the very same. Hello, Bill. Welcome back. Bill? Hello. Bill. Are Bill. you Are you muted? He's muted. He needs to 3D print an additional microphone. <laughs> Bill? You must construct more pylons to get your microphone working. I don't hear Bill. He is mutated. Well, what's the answer, Rainbow Bright? How many muscles does a giraffe have in his... Wait, she's... Oh, really? Only seven muscles in their necks? Really? Wow. Like giant, yeah. big, giant, slabby muscles. Hello, hello? Oh, hi, Bill. Hey! hey we can hear you now. I can hear you now. Uh, hey, oh. Then you cut out again. Are you there? Oh, he cut oh, out again. We Are we having internet issues? Is that what we've got today? Perhaps. Oh, hello. You're back. Are you back? No. Nope. <laughs> it's going heard, good. For a second, I heard, heard, it sounded like Skype for a second. Yeah, it sounded like old Skype days where people would like drift off into the, into did the you, ether. We called you in Discord, but did you answer in Skype? <laughs> and then pipe it through Discord? And pipe it through Discord. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a... Uh, Here's some here's some old while we wait for Bill. Here's some old Skype lag. Listen to this. The Skype seems glitchy. Not that. That's a line from a movie. Okay, here we go. This one. Uh, no, that's Bo's version of a kid on Skype. Let's see. Okay. Jumbled. Oh, here we go. Reaction to Rizani, 91st Memorial. There you go. That's some good ones. <laughs> here's Wendy. Hello. Oh hi. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. Hi, Bill. All right. I'm not touching anything. All right. Don't okay. push any buttons. You're good. If you hold perfectly still, oh, <laughs> he just oh no, he sounded great, and then he just disappeared <laughs> off Discord. Oh, <laughs> he said he wasn't going to change, change anything. I, I didn't. Did. I mean, I guess if he didn't push anything, uh, Bill. Oh, there he is. Hi, Bill. Hey. Hi. <laughs> That's really weird. Are you back? I closed Discord. Oh, immediately when you said don't touch anything, I was like, you got it. Yep. Come on. <laughs> Alt F4. Boom. Gone. Yes, that's, uh, I'm not going to touch anything except the close button. I'm that's right. Gonna... That's right. Nailed it. Well, all right. So this has been this has been fun so far. I like this. This is a good great. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you heard my intro, though, right? Uh, how, how are you? What's going on? What are you making besides weird internet problems? What are you Things doing? These are great. We yeah. have a big project we're almost done with. We'll probably talk about that next week. Uh, today, I want to talk about tools because I love tools. Yeah. Tools, sure. Who not the yeah. not the band tool, right? You're not doing no, that. No, okay. no, no. All right. Never got into them. Yeah. But but power tools, hand tools, those are my jam. Sure. Uh, now, when you get started on your maker journey, 
Mm-hmm. You probably start off with pretty general tools, tools mm-hmm. that kind of do everything, like like a hammer or mm-hmm. screwdrivers, maybe a saw. Uh, but as you progress down your maker journey, you start to get more specialized tools, and I think that's where things get really exciting. Mm. And by specialized, is, you mean what? Like not your normal off-the-shelf, go to Lowe's and pick it up kind of stuff? Or, right. Okay. And yeah. also, though, tools that only do one very specific thing. Why, why are we watching the yeah, video where a guy's right. putting screws in an angle grinder? I don't know. I just, really I looked, dangerous. I looked, up, <laughs> I looked up weird tools, and I got this, and I thought, oh, I want to see this guy make screws. Uh, uh, drill looks into frightening. Yeah. It looks like he's creating a weapon, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, good. you know, uh, just plumbing tools, for example. I had to buy one particular tool, and the only thing it does is help remove the wax uh, uh, deal that goes under your toilet to the... Mm-hmm to the, the sewer and it's like great i'll never use this thing for anything else this is just one thing it does but yep. i understand that you know for fun stuff for making maker projects having those those specialized tools allow you to maybe do something that you can't do otherwise yeah and probably even makes you want to do more of the thing that you bought the tool for right once you have the tool you're like yeah. looking for reasons to use exactly, it. exactly yes yeah sure so um, I've I've got quite the tool collection, and I've started to get tools that are more and more highly specific to do a certain thing really fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a, a lathe which has just millions of accessories. Um, I have I have a pair of pliers called engineer pliers that uh, are used for holding screws on the very end of the plier. So the end of the plier oh. is not flat. Mm. It is rounded to hold a screw. It's very oh. specific. Okay, <laughs> that is very specific. Yeah, and there's uh, there's something that. about tools like that that makes you really happy. And there's a subreddit called Specialized Tools. Here, I'll put a link in the in the chat for you there. All right. I love this subreddit. It is the weirdest tools that do, like, the one weird thing to help <sighs> you lose great. belly fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's just fun. There's, like, for example, I knew about these. I wish I had known about these when I was a kid. There's a tool that's used to hold a full sheet of um, drywall on the ceiling. It's this ratcheting mm. lift that lifts it up to the ceiling. When we were kids, we had to do drywall work. My dad just had the boys hold it on the ceiling, which is mm-hmm. a, a lot of work. Oh my god, it is, because those things are heavy and it's an uncomfortable position to be in for a, yeah. the length of time it takes to put in the screws on all four sides to be able to support it. Oh, That's I hated right. that. Yeah, hated so, there, so someone made a tool just to fix that problem. Um, I love this. I just love cruising through this thing and seeing all the weird things. Here's a tool that's used to pry a door off the floor just a little bit, just to adjust the door. Oh, you mean like on the when you tr- uh, like when you're trying to put a door on and the hinges are you got to kind of hold it up straight mm-hmm. or something? I hate that. Well, that's only such a like a quarter answer. inch, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I, you know what? I could have used that tool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now right. I think about it, I think I had an experience like that. I had to buy a specific tool to fix a part of my 3D printer to put a, to basically, you know, those, um, those plug and socket connectors that you have on, on really tiny, uh, PCBs, mm-hmm. like the, you know, they've got the, the white thing with the prongs and then you put the, to- the, uh, the, the plug in into it. I had to buy this crimper that puts the metal deal on the end of the wire to put in the crimper. And it's a very unusual size. So basically I have this tool, this $30 tool to fix a $400 3D printer that I just needed for one 
one plug to basically be able to replace a, a plug that came apart. Wow. So it's like, I probably would have just soldered them all together. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you, only get on one, forever. you yeah. only get one chance with that, though, is the problem. It's yeah. like, oh, no, I soldered it wrong. Oh, I've got to melt it all and take it all apart. And, yeah. Yeah. Get it right the first time or you are screwed on that deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, there's some wild so, stuff in here. I can't believe... Can't believe I'm actually interested in this Reddit. This normally would sound really boring to me on the face no, of it. this but Reddit is great. Stuff. This is great. Yeah. 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 Wow. So right. I've started buying some new tools. Brittany has this old pocket watch that she rescued from her grandfather's barn. It's from the late 1800s. It's really cool. Uh, it doesn't work. Okay. So <laughs> we want to get it running again. We want to try anyway and get it running again. Um, so... The world of wristwatch repair. Let me tell you about the specialized tools they have. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I assume it's just they, really tiny screwdrivers, right? Lots really? of small stuff. So that's where we started. We purchased some very small screwdrivers. The um, smallest flathead screwdriver I had was a 1.6 millimeter width. And the one I got is like 0.6 millimeter mm. width. It's so teeny tiny. Mm. <laughs> And then I, I just got a pair of tweezers that are specially designed for holding very small screws. Wow. It's like two little forks. They have two tined forks that sort of pinch together so it can hold the stem of the <sighs> screw between it. So you hold it in place with the tweezers to get it lined up. And then you use your tiny screwdriver to drive it in. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, because otherwise, right, again, you you start pushing down with the screwdriver, the screw tips over like yeah. it always does, and oh, you yeah. like, jam the tip of the screwdriver into all the inner workings of the watch. You can't have that. Yeah, yeah. No, and you if you cross-thread one of those little screws, that's it. You can't yeah. fix it. Oh, it's God, closed. yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's cool. So I'm starting a, a wristwatch tool collection. I'm going to have to buy a little box to put them all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little teeny tiny box, like yeah. a little toolbox. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. I see lots of... I mean, you're, you're not going to buy one. You're going to make one. Yeah, you're going to make one. Yeah, you're going to yeah. make one. I'm looking at the... Uh, yeah, I was just looking on Amazon for like, hey, what they have in the in the way of like a kit for repairing watches or stuff. And they have some insane shit in here. They like, do, yeah. Some of yeah. these are specific to brand of watch, but most mm-hmm. of them are kind of, you know, whatever. But these things come with so many little tools. There are, there are uh, different oils you need to get, different viscosities of oils for different parts of the watch. There are tools used specifically for pressing the hands of the watch back on the watch. <laughs> there are tools for cleaning your watch parts. There are t- I've, I've been watching a lot of wrist watch revival. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> so I'm getting a, a sort of a crash course in all these special watch tools, and they're all very cool. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's pretty good. Punish props. Yeah, I know you've given us a lot of a lot of videos in this segment mm-hmm. for watch, like re re redoing, remaking uh, completely an old rusted watch. Yep, yep. You should do a sister channel. Call it Punished Clocks. Do that. Punished Clocks. There we go. Yep. Nailed it. Clocks are good too because the parts are so much bigger than a watch. Uh, wristwatch parts are microscopic. Yeah, and you drop. And I don't one, have a microscope yet. You drop one of those little springs or whatever. You may as well just mm-hmm. stop looking. You know, mm-hmm. like where well, you're never going to find that. No, cat's never. already got it in its fur or something. You're done. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. I I love this kind of stuff and love to hear about you uh, getting into the into the tooling uh, more and more. Tell us uh, what bonus content you brought us today. There's always a link. All right. 
So this is a video from wrist, Wristwatch Revival. He's a Marshall's a local Seattle dude who does wristwatch repair videos. And the watch that he has in, in this video is a pocket watch. And it is not the same watch that Brittany has, but it is incredibly similar. <laughs> oh, look so at that. Yeah. we watched this video recently to get an idea of what we would be getting ourselves into. And I think it's doable. Pocket watches are significantly larger than wrist watches, and the parts are watch are larger. It doesn't look like it when you look at them; they're all really tiny. But wrist watches apparently are a very good place to start if you want to get into this hobby because it's not quite so difficult. Oh my gosh, it looks so! I'd be so nervous poking around in here. I like all of his little finger condoms. Yeah, you gotta have the finger condoms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Any any real? Oh yeah. Why not just gloves? I guess. Is it because one well, of your? He's, I don't know. he's got a couple fingers that aren't uh, covered. Oh, so that okay. He can probably like, yeah, just the, just the first two fingers and his thumb have the little condoms on them. Dude, I bet if you if you only yeah. yeah if you only have gloves like me, I bet that would work just fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but and you could always cut the back two fingers off if you still need <laughs> that's it. That's what I'll do. Yeah. I'll make my own. Yeah. That's what I do. Well, it's the reverse for art stuff, but you keep mm-hmm. the glove, you keep the fin, the pinky and the next finger cl- gloved, and then you cut out middle index and thumb, so you can draw on a tablet without getting all goopy. And this is just the opposite of that. It's like, hey, what if we, what if we flipped it the other way? This looks yeah. like fun, and I don't know what it is about a pocket watch that's old. Just something about it is very alluring. It's like, man, yeah, it really yeah. is. I mean, it's just, 140 years old. More than that, probably. Especially the in, the inside, you're looking at the gears, and then the shapes that they have to cut the metal to hold those gears. These bizarre swoopy curves that are like as they go around each spindle, it's like the same distance around it. So it's like a like they've they've you know designed this to the nth level with these uh, with these curves in here. So mm-hmm. cool, very cool. They did it in the with a Civil War tech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't have AutoCAD. What are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They had uh, uh, what are they? Paper what, CAD. <laughs> Paper CAD. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, there, there you have it. Go check it out. That is over at Wrist Watch Revival. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that channel gets real cool with lots of different watch types. So uh, sure does. Go check it out. And of course, PunishProps.com and the Punish Props YouTube channel. Bill Duran. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye now. And that link is up at QuickTMS.li. Fantastic. Now, somebody has been banging at my door for the last five minutes, and I thought they would leave. They're still uh-huh. banging. At so your, your front door. My your front, door. front door. And I don't have a camera. I don't have a camera thing, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause. All right. Uh, I am back, though, so let's do this. Okay. Um, thank you for keeping uh, the fort down there for a moment. Where are we? What are we doing? Oh, Bill. or uh, Bobby is what I meant. Bobby's coming in. Yeah, that's right. Strap down, everybody. Hold on to something. Yeah, yeah. Tuck in, everybody. It's coming. Because Bobby's on his way, and whether, boy. Whether you uh, like it or not. How about some science? Science. Hey, it's spelled science. You know. Science. What do we know? Uh, hey, Bobby, what are you All doing? around science. How are you? What, what's up with you? How are you? I'm doing great. I actually almost didn't 
make it. I just sat down like a couple minutes ago. Oh, what happened? Oh. Were you busy with? We were the... just. Uh, I was just racing back from. I had my first cross country flight today. Oh my gosh! Oh, Hold on really? a second. What does that mean? Like across the nation? Or... Cross, cross country means something very specific in aviation. It means um, a a flight that is um, that is more than fifty nautical miles. Oh, gotcha. So you didn't really like go down to Mexico or? No, I stayed within the state. Although I could have gone out of the state and made it back still. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, who did not leave or yeah. go across the country, go to the border or anything? I, I mean, went, I guess cross country skiing doesn't mean you've left the country, right? <laughs> so exactly. that does make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How uh, how was I, uh, it though? Did you pass with flying colors or whatever you do when you do that? It was very difficult, and I definitely did a bunch of things wrong because it's it's crazy. Like I was telling my instructor, I thought I knew how to fly, but then you add all this like busy work <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> to, I call it busy work but it's very important it's all it's a bunch of navigation and when you do the cross country stuff so when you're in the plane uh, there's a lot of like you have a lot of things in the plane that take care of like navigation for you for um, sure. so you know you have your GPS and all that kind of stuff um, but uh, but when you're doing the cross country stuff, you're supposed to plan it all by hand and do it on paper. Um, you're 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 manually navigating the plane visually by ahead of time picking out like like waypoints on the ground, checkpoints on, that you can identify from the air, and so you're looking for those. And it's really complicated, and you're working constantly because you hit that checkpoint and then you start a timer. Like you have to time between your checkpoints. How long does it take you? And the reason this is important is because you need to know when you fly, a lot of times you're planning how much fuel you need to have, right? Mm, mm. And so wind speed and and changes in your predicted wind direction and everything can change how much fuel you're going to spend um, that you're going to burn getting somewhere. So you have to keep track of all that. And all of that is done by, you know, you're you're setting a certain power setting on your engine, you're you're um, keeping track of how long it takes you to get from checkpoint to checkpoint. Also, going to the checkpoints makes sure that you know you're actually on course in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So it was very hard. Um, I did the flying part well, but uh, but you're, I, it's also the point in your flying when you really start practicing and learning how to talk to air traffic control. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, sure. I I did all right at the beginning, but while I was in the air doing stuff, the air traffic control was like talking to me and I totally missed it a couple times. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So do you... uh, Pull up, pull up. At some point, is there some kind of graduation (laughs) ceremony or something? Like, what is the final day the final? They do have... um, They do have a tradition in aviation where... Is it your first solo? I think it's your first solo flight. It's not when you actually get your license, but it's your after your first solo flight, there's a tradition in aviation where they they cut off the tail of your shirt. Yeah. And and like write on it and stuff like that. So Wow. Huh. Okay. It's sort of and like put, you know, first solo and the date and where you the airport where you did it and stuff like that. Really? That's the thing. <laughs> so wear a shirt that you're okay with having uh, uh, ripped yeah. off. My like, instructor destroyed. hasn't told me that you do that, but that they do that. So good I don't know if you think you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you don't know when you're going to solo. So I guess I just need to be wearing old nasty T-shirts from yeah. here on out. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning all kinds of things today. This is fantastic. Hazing. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, on. When I was uh, 14, I worked in an Italian restaurant and they served pizza. My first day there, 
Uh, they're like, oh, Brian, you know, for your, your dinner break, you should try. I was like washing dishes or something. Brian, you should try the pizza. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I will. Like, yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'm taking my break in half an hour. I'll do the pizza. So I sit down. They said, oh, we'll bring it to you. I sit down. They bring me pizza. And what they've done is they've taken a little personal size pizza and they've like chopped, instead of chopping it into slices or even squares, it's like, like they almost mashed it with a, with a, a pizza cutter. So it was like little tiny pieces that I guess I'd eat with a fork or something. And that mm. was their hazing ritual. Wow. But, you know, they could have cut off my shirt. It would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been okay, right? Yeah, I just fun. don't want to eat yeah, me. I don't want to. I don't want to swallow goldfish or any of that bull crap they make you do. Oh God, no, yeah, no. They're saying you're not pledging for a uh, fraternity. That's true. <laughs> if I think of hazing, I think of either uh, Scott or no um, packing tape on your junk or swallowing oh, goldfish. God. Those are the two Ugh. things. I know. Is this is this today's uh, this, that was this me selfie before, you sent us? Yeah, I took I just I took a selfie before I started today. That's the inside of the plane that I fly. Oh, look at this, you guys. Here, that's cool. This up here on the wow. For everyone to see. Look at that. Look at Bobby in his plane. No kidding. Is that an okay. iPad and an iPad pencil or an Apple yeah, pencil? Yeah. <laughs> here's um here's real quick and then we can get to the science. Um sure. <laughs> but uh this is the plane that I fly, me standing in front of the plane that I fly. Oh, let's see. Oh, look at that. Oh, what is that plane? Cool. What do you call what do we call this plane? This is a Cessna 172S. Nice. And this and this is uh you know, made in the last century. It's a, it's a good plane. I think it was, I think it's like 2000, it's definitely in two, after 2000. I think it was like 2007 maybe, which is pretty new for a, for a plane, honestly. Oh, um, look at that. But thing. it's a nice plane. Uh, yeah. Two things. You should use that uh, photo for your podcast uh, uh, album art, which I think you do. Yeah, yeah. I do. So, well, number, actually, number, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, uh, you really must really like that shirt. Yeah. Um yeah, it's funny. I do. You know, do you have this experience where uh where you um cuz I took that picture a long time ago. Yeah. Um do do I I'm just on a rhythm where like the same day of the week I end up wearing the same stuff. <laughs> I totally do. Yeah. Right? That happens to me all the time. Yeah. I would not feel bad. For some reason my things got real choppy there and I don't know why. Hold on oh, a no. second. I don't think it's it's not you guys, it's something else here and I'm going to hit stop on this thing. Okay. Yeah, the okay. stream kind of went. Wonky. You did restart the stream after you went and checked out your package, right? Um. Yeah. Whenever I look at my package, I check the stream. Okay, it's still going. <laughs> All right. Good. I don't know what that was. We seem to be smooth now. That was weird. It's kind of a right, moment good. of uh, clarity. Anyway, well, Bobby, let's do get to the science of the day. Yeah, speaking of packages, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, and that kind of package, uh, <laughs> it was reported last night month. Did you recently hear about the um? the the wooden um pleasure instrument that they found uh, from ancient rome um at a it was um no well, it's it's a dildo can we say that on the show oh, sure sure. Yes. <laughs> sure why not this was this was a thing they found an ancient uh, a wooden dildo ah it looks like it was made out of wood <laughs> Yeah. But uh, but I don't know. What else would they make it out of? I yeah, guess they could make sure. it out of like, uh, if it's ancient Rome, they could have made it out of marble, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they found they found one. It was a little while ago. And and so it's, uh, let me, I, you, I know you want to see a picture of it. It's not obscene, yes. I promise. Um, <laughs> but uh, here, I'll put a link to the article there. And the, it's oh, <laughs> well, right there. It's the 
Oh, <laughs> are you? Are we sure that's not just a bat reversed or something? A Louisville Slugger, I think. Is so it's is. about 16 centimeters long, and for anybody, I'll save you the shame. That's about average. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the and um, yeah, so it was 16 centimeters long, and uh, and it was pretty well preserved. It was found in Vindolanda in the UK, which is that's what this the site was called back in the day. It was it's south of Hadrian's Wall. Um, and it's 2000 years old. Um, there's lots of cool things that have been found there. It's a really interesting site for ancient Roman stuff because there it's like got oxygen deprived conditions there. And so it preserves things really well. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's made out of wood, right? You might've thought that that would decay, but, um, but it was preserved really well. And, uh, they're not, so the, the, they think it might be, the reason it's in the news is because it was believed that it was, um, a phallus, uh, that was used, um, for personal use. But, um, but there are a lot of people who think that it might've been many other things. And there's a new, someone weighing in now thinking that it might've been what's called a drop spindle. Yeah. What is a Uh, drop spindle? I don't know what that is. That's a a drop spindle is, I don't know why it's named what it is, but I know it's a spindle that's used for yarn making. Like when you're, um, when you're like spinning, spinning yarn or any kind of thread, you want to have it wrap around a spindle as it's coming off of the wheel or whatever you're spinning it from, right? Sure. Um, and that's what a drop spindle is, is it does that. And so a drop spindle does have a large end on one end so that it doesn't slide off the end. And then it has a little knob at the top. Um, you can buy these nowadays. People spin fabric all the time or f- thread all the time. Um, and um, So they think that that might be the shape. Now, you might be wondering, really? Do you think that might be what it is? Because it definitely looks conspicuous on on that knobby end. On yeah, the picture. The, of the one end there see. looks a little like, uh, well, you know, Jimmy's Jimmy's first time is what that looks like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, but they do think it, it's possible because the Romans did all kinds of so. Roman ancient Romans loved phalluses, <laughs> right? They're into them. They, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were way into it, and I actually was reading about this in preparation for this because I always thought like they were just cheeky people, like they just really were just mm. they just thought it was great and they were just into it. But but it was actually for they first of all they believed that uh, that phallus phalluses phallic symbols warded off evil, uh, like they it warded evil, it protected you from evil and evil spirits. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I know wow. that today we act, uh, we, people act like it exposes us to evil spirits, but uh, back then right. they it's thought it did the opposite. Total one eighty, which is a whole other conversation. There's a there's a big there's a many many scholars believe that the there's so many values that ancient Romans had that that Christians just did a one eighty on, hmm. and they think that is just a direct response to because because if you know your religious history, Christians and Rome they didn't get along. No too well no no in um, fact there may be the ultimate example of we didn't get along too well <laughs> right turns out that the romans might have not been too nice to a very prominent uh, jewish yeah person the, who was the person who was who's important a, to christians yeah the yeah. name yeah. Yeah, the one all of it got named after they didn't like him yeah. at all <laughs> yeah um so anyway, uh, that's that's a whole other thing, though. But they believe that um, <laughs> they believed that phalluses warded off evil, and I, I guess it's probably because they associated phallic symbols with like power uh, and fertility, and mm-hmm. and just they were just they didn't have this hang up. The point is, they didn't have this hang up that we have about about penises. Right? They they were 
they were much more common. They actually made wind. There are there have been wind chimes that have been found that were made out of bronze pe- bronze penises hanging. Oh, really? That would. Ha- <laughs> um, so do they go dong dong <laughs> dong? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no, there's one that they found that was uh, it was a depiction of Hermes. The the god Hermes, with a with a giant phallus and many other ones sticking out all over him, and then then there were loops at the end of them where chimes would hang, and because wind chimes, the sound of wind chimes were also believed to ward off evil spirits. So I guess they were thinking like, well, let's just combine these two ideas to make the ultimate evil why spirit. Not? Yeah, right. Yeah, why not? Indeed. <laughs> You know what I like? I always like when they'll find some ancient architecture, some like old French, you know, cathedral, and all around it are these beautiful, ornate religious symbols. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, there's there's uh, Saint whoever doing whatever he did, and then all the way around. And then eventually you get around far enough and you'll find a guy putting a stick up his butt or something. <laughs> right. What was right. the deal Why with that? Why is that C3PO right there? What's it was going so on there? weird. Like in Spain, I'll never forget this. In Spain, for the nativity, when they create a nativity scene for Christmas, mm-hmm. they have what's called, I don't know the Spanish word for it, but it's called, we here they call it the pooping man. And it's basically just this, this little dude somewhere. And the fun of it is for little kids, you're supposed to find where he is in the nativity scene. So somewhere nestled between, you know, shepherds and, and wise men and the little baby Jesus and all this is some guy taking a little dump. And this is a real thing. <laughs> It's really? a real thing. Somebody's I, uncle came up with this game. It's, it's apparently totally, yeah. huge down there. They love it down there. And I don't know if I, maybe when I say down there, I mean Spain, but maybe some stuff in um, parts of South America, I don't know, carried over there. But but it's got a name and it's a real thing. And even in the big ones where you put it out on a yard, like a yard size nativity, you got yeah, like right. a, a kid sized pooping man somewhere. <laughs> the, the immaculate excretion. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I thought that Immaculate was great. Evacuation. We don't have anything cool in our nativity scenes. I'm going to no. sneak one of those into my in-laws' nativity scene, and I'm going to claim that it, it's it's a tradition in Spain. Yeah, what it's you- traditional Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just I'm see gonna, how long it takes somebody to notice it. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to find it so that you can give her like so you can have some backup when you need it. All right. DJ Stengel put a photo. Uh, <laughs> oh, did he put? <laughs> there one he in? is, right there. Look at that. Yep, this is real. There it is. Yeah, that's the guy. He looks just like wow. this in all the ones I saw. And they had, uh, I was at some kind of fair and it was like Spanish something. I don't remember what the deal was. They were celebrating Spain and and they, it was around Christmas time. So they had a bunch of that's, nativities and they all had this little pooping guy in it. That's oh Waldo's God. black sheep brother. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It is Where's <laughs> Waldo. They make a uh, Boris Johnson one too. Oh, and there's like a little poop down there. Yeah, oh, there's wow. a poop on the ground. You got to have that. Yeah, oh my gosh, really why is there a Boris Johnson right? one? Jeez Louise, that's terrible. It is so... So they think that it was a drop spindle because it was found amongst a bunch of other craftsman tools. So it would make sense that it was some sort of a craftsman tool, right? Um, and so you, you still the reason I brought up how much Romans liked uh, penises is because uh, it's entirely possible. Like the person who thinks that it was a drop spindle, other people are like, "There's no way it looks just like you know a phallus." Mm-hmm. Um, but the person who thinks it was a drop spindle says, "Look, it's entirely possible. Like we do you you you." We often don't appreciate how how much just because they lived two thousand years ago, how much they still could be like us. Mm-hmm. So she's she was claiming like 
it's entirely possible that it was just a funny joke. It's a drop spindle that looked that was meant to be shaped like a penis. Like that's not outside of the realm of possibilities, right? Yeah, no, you you could have made the yeah. claim. I am a Roman soldier and my wife is a wonderful woman who takes care of everything while I'm off to war fighting the whoever we fought, you know. Yeah. So when I come back home, boy, it's good to see her using that really powerful spin drop spindle I bought her. That actually right. is shaped like a penis to represent how powerful the drop spindle is. Right. right. Totally right. possible. Totally possible. Yeah. You know what? That's where my money is. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Some people right. think it might have been an object. This is uh, maybe a little obscene, but thinking it was an object. Because Romans used to have objects that they would insert into statues and then rub it for good luck. Oh, my Lord. Really? <laughs> that, that's a that's an actual proposed what they think this could have been. Okay. Well, my money's on that. Uh, I like that. Sure. <laughs> Uh, well, excellent. I'm glad you brought this really hard-hitting, important science to us today. And uh, it's more historical, uh, what's the word, uh, anthropology kind of moment here yeah, on the show. It is. It's, yeah. That's science for sure. Which I love totally that stuff. Science. I'm a big fan. We don't um, talk enough about it on our on our podcast, so... Sure. I try to. I try to. It just seems to fit here, doesn't it? It it just it feels does. like it's a. This is an appropriate place for that sort yeah. of thing. It does. Um, Dreadnecks, uh, who listens to TMS, his daughter, a seven year old, I think maybe eight now, listens to our show every week, and so I would feel too bad putting this one on there. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta let out your garbage when you're on TMS. I get it. So, yeah. yeah, TMS is my uh, is is the cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> where you test your material. You don't take it to catch a falling star. You take it to uh, Harry's Ha Ha Hut. Yeah, or Harry's Ha Ha Hut is, is right. Well, I'm glad you do it. Uh, Bobby, uh, you're speaking to your show. Tell people what you guys talked about this week and where it is. so people. Can uh, my show, my science podcast that I do weekly is called, uh, not the morning stream. What was, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> it's my show now. Ah, dang it. <laughs> it this over. is the hostile takeover we were worried yeah. about, Scott. Yep, it's um, the, uh, It's called... All Around Science is the actual name of my science podcast. Uh, so if you want to check it out, every week we talk about science news and just interesting things we find interesting in science. This past week, uh, the episode that came out yesterday was was a part of an episode that part of the episode, the, a part that got cut out from our Valentine's episode when we had um, my wife Stephanie on and Maura's husband Scott, who to talk about. Uh, heart issues like uh, cardiology and and heart disease and stuff like that. But there was a whole section on there about women and heart disease because uh, heart disease presents can present very differently in women, especially heart attacks mm. um, can look very different in women. And so uh, we did a whole little segment on that. Didn't quite fit in the first go around, so we put it in this week. Nice. And um, you should listen to that. It's really, really great. Very nice. I saw a post oh. on Twitter about it, and I was very curious. I'm glad to hear uh, that you guys covered that seems like a thing yep. that you don't hear about that much, you know. No, no, it's uh, the, heart, the American Heart Association is trying to raise awareness for it, and so we're doing our part. Nice, go get that show wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby, have a fantastic week, and may all your spindle drop spindles be powerful and penis like by now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see if this hangs up on us, Brian. I'm gonna try okay. it. All right, okay, so far, so good. I think maybe they fixed it, whatever it was. Because we had it with Tom last week too, didn't we? Like no, right it, we it worked last week with him, it but did, the okay. week before that, both these guys crashed, and mm -hmm. so I think I think whatever it was, maybe they updated it. I don't know. I don't know. I do know this. Yeah, we're about done here. 
I do want to play an, uh, a call that we got. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm in. I'm ready. Uh, it's a good one. This is about um, who would fight Salad Man because you did. Remember oh, you did yeah, the thing from the, uh, from the feud last week. Yeah, I'm talking about different heroes and stuff, and he takes issue mm-hmm. with why we didn't come up with a certain name. So here it is. Hey, Scott and Brian, it's uh, Ian with the thermos tattoo. Uh, I can't believe that we have so many awesome nerds that listen to this show, and nobody said Aquaman for who would fight the salad monster. The guy has a giant fork. He swims around with a giant golden fork. Seems like uh, he was kind of tailor-built for that particular task. Anyway, love the show, though. I love the idea. That's a really good point. It's yeah. the fork that would be. It's a fork. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, you know what? People did actually say uh, Aquaman. Not enough to make the top ten, but uh, Aquaman did uh, didn't make it in the list. But I'm yeah. I kind of am surprised that nobody, none of you guys, actually came up with that. You know what? It, I know why. It's because when I think what? of Aquaman, I think of. I think of Super Friends Aquaman. He never had a fork. Yeah, and didn't have the fork. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean the the new modern Aquaman with the whole like I've got a fork for a hand. I guess it's more of like a you know it's like, like a two pronged like hook kind of thing. Yeah, but he can still pick it's up a weapon, right? It's like a um, harpoon or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Does yeah. it fly out though? Like like action I don't know. like action toy where you flick the switch and phew, shoots out of him. And- that I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't. I haven't read an issue, but I've seen the way he looks with his little little two pronged forehand. Yeah, hook, he, hook forehand. He was. Yeah. Uh, that's when they made him all grungy and dark. And, uh, can he? Do you think like in fights? You know, he can uh, like do the spin around. What's the spin around technique with a fight where you uh, you knock somebody off their off their feet? Oh, uh, um, oh, uh, roundhouse, roundhouse, yeah, roundhouse. Yeah, does he do a roundhouse with that thing and just kind of like cut him off at the feet? Oh, I love it. That's a great yeah. way to sweep the leg, I say. For sure, yeah. Uh, well, there you Keep go. Keep the leg, Johnny! We, uh, we love your calls. Please keep them coming. We have uh, one queued up for tomorrow from Gary from Landtronics, from Disneyland, from uh, Senior Geek Land, who uh, wants to clear some stuff up on uh, Pink Floyd in our conversation there. So look forward to oh, that tomorrow cool. on the show. It's going to do it for today, though. Uh, I want to thank all of our patrons for uh, helping us uh, make this show possible. If you would like to be one of them, Go simply read about what's available to you at patreon.com slash TMS because you want no commercials? Good deal. Got you covered there. How about pre-show content every day? Got that as well. How about art in the mail? How about couch parties on the weekend? How about monthly play dates? How about many other great monthly benefits that you can have for as little as a dollar a month? Yes, that's right. I know. It's insanity what I just said. That's so cheap. No way. (sighs) We can't give them all that content for just a buck a month. What? What What kind of... <clears throat> ancient ass freaking business model did we sign That's up right. for well That's go right. take advantage of us today at patreon.com slash tms and huge thanks to everyone who already does Brian, that's it for us. Let's get out of here. Do you have a song we can play? I do. Uh, by the way, no show tomorrow, so Gary's thing will be Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. A little clear up. That's Thursday. All right. That's right. Gosh dang it. The next, the next episode. And uh, uh, the uh, getting you to say the word roundhouse was something the tadpole asked me to do while you were upstairs checking your package. Oh, so, so really? They were just waiting for that? What was? The- yeah. Uh, I had to get you to say squirrel, roundhouse, or shenanigans. Yeah, and oh, I and got what, you to say roundhouse. In any of the three, and, and you win? 
Is that how it works? Well, I was I was going to try and get you to say all three. I tried when you came back from getting your package. I asked you if there was a little rodent with a fluffy tail looking for his nuts. Oh shit! Didn't, I didn't say you squirrel. Didn't, uh, yeah, you said you'd invite him in, but you didn't say what kind of. Rodent I didn't take. Did. I didn't take the bait. All right. Well, at least you got one out of me. Dude, one out of three. One out of three. I'll yeah, one it. out of three is pretty strong. I wouldn't feel bad about that. And then that way, also the uh, listeners get in on the fun because they're like, "Why the heck is Brian talking about Aquaman doing a roundhouse?" <laughs> anyway, Tom. Um, cross-eyed in the chat when he's able to be here said hello scully and bones the 14th is pi day and also commemorates the eighth anniversary of marrying my wonderful wife maria no i'm sorry malia uh it's been a wild ride of self-discovery as we've both found new ways to be ourselves and not who we feel we have to be around other people that's number one Best, best thing. I love that. Best yep. thing you've you've uh, discovered. Uh, she can definitely see why I like it. Can I get three random Dunaway clips? Oh, um, yes, you can. And I'm I'm clearly in a position to pull those up real quick. Here. Sure. There's no. It was instantaneous because you were ready for me to ask that. All right. Here you go. Here's one. My balls are getting kind of squishy. All right. That's random. <laughs> Uh, here he is doing. Go hide. This is Brian. Something obviously is going weird. Yeah, that didn't go well, I think. <laughs> and then third, uh, we'll do this one. All right, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely played. Uh, he says, last year I requested uh, dusty cartridges and uh, long boxes by Kirby Crackle. But uh, since it's Pi Day, how about a cover of a classic rock pie song? Now, how many... When I say rock and roll pie songs, Scott, what uh, what do you think of? Like what? Who's pie songs my and rock and roll? cherry pie? Something, something. First, and, and first one, gonna... absolutely. Warren's cherry pie. Uh-huh. Uh, what, hold what on, else? pie. Uh, there's. Uh, he's the pie man. I don't know. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was because I was in the same boat. I'm like, oh yeah, cherry pie. What else is there? And then I'm like, then I did a search in my library, and of course. How could I forget American Pie by Don McLean? Oh. How could I forget Custard Pie by Led Zeppelin, Honey mm. Pie, and Wild Honey Pie mm. by the Beatles? Two separate pie songs uh, by the Beatles. Uh, but let's go to uh, Custard Pie by Led Zeppelin, especially a cover of it from the questionably named album A Pleasing Pounding from 2007. Here is the all-female Led Zeppelin cover band, Zepparella, and their cover of custard pie see you guys on thursday okay not wednesday thursday we'll see you then Drop down, baby, let your daddy see Drop down, mama, dream of me Mama, allow me Well, I fool around all night long Well, I may look crazy, baby But I sure know right from wrong yeah, I sure know right from wrong. Oh. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.